Hello everyone, I'm Saeed from the Bloomsday Radio and today we're joined by Koyas Mia and we're celebrating the Bloomsbury Festival. So hi Koyas, how are you doing today? Hi Saeed, I'm alright, thank you. I'm alright, I'm alright. Looking forward to the uh, exhibition and the festival. Yeah, you're very welcome and we're happy to have you here today at Bloomsbury Radio. Koyas, for the listener who doesn't know, Koyes is a photographer, a very successful photographer. So Koyes, I'm going to start by, did you always wanted to be a photographer? Uh, I, I think from the age of maybe about 15, 16, I, I definitely wanted to do something um, in photography. Um, when I was in school, I was lucky to go to a school that had an Atwood Bounds um, place in uh, North Wales. And it was there that I was first introduced to kind of black and white photography. And they had a, they had a set of cameras, you know, old uh, manual cameras, um, 35 millimeter um, SLR cameras that we could play with. Um, And then, you know, we had a chance to process the film and develop the photographs. And that really instilled in me a real kind of love of uh, photography it was kind of the process and you know being in a dark room so that was all new experiences and it was really really exciting and I enjoyed enjoyed my time on, on that outward bound um, trip and how were the camera was it easy to to take pictures with it because it sounds pretty old you know now the cameras are very good and precise and easy what about that time uh, that time um, well the thing is um, yeah, it, it was a bit. It was a bit tricky to kind of get um, your head around the concepts and what the shutters did and what the aperture did. Um, but we had a lot of support and we had a lot of fun. So and a lot of it was kind of hit and miss, trial and error. And the thing that was really exciting was that you know at the end of the day of photographing, you could take it back and in the lab you'd you'd process um, the film into negatives. And you could see some results, and it was like magic. You know, you put it into a yeah. into a chemical um, pot, mix the chemicals up, and then you got negative. So, what would would normally happen is like you know, um, if you were photographing outside, you'd send it to the chemist or take it to Boots or wherever, and it would come back as negative. So you didn't really see what happened and what the process was. And having that experience in terms of being able to process, well, firstly, photograph and using a manual camera and then taking that film out and processing it in the chemicals and then getting the negatives. And then even further, being able to use those negatives in the darkroom to develop a photographic print. Um, It was really, really exciting. Yeah, it really, really sounds tricky to me. (laughs) <laughs> it is, yeah. Like, well, of it course, is, now with uh, digital cameras, you've got instant results. So, uh, whereas before, you'd be really apprehensive about um, some photographs or 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 te- making some photographs, and then uh, you know waiting sometimes with a bit of anxiety to see whether what you wanted to photograph has yeah, has developed you know, in terms of the light, um, you know, and, and things like that. But now with digital, obviously, it's kind of you shoot it and you can instantly see whether it's overexposed or under or if the light isn't right or if the positioning isn't right. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different, different, different kind of um, uh, different and very speedy process now, an yeah. instant process. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking, because the people who knows how the cameras were working but back in the days, they really know what's inside 
and what's really going on with the analog system and how is it working but now it's very easy they know they only know about the display and everything's automatic they do everything for them yeah so i can really imagine how 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 smartness it took to be a cameraman back in the days yeah so in terms of photography what really drew you to be a photographer what was what was the inspiration where did it come from well like i said the first inspiration was was the school trip um when i was about 15 and um so the love of photography was always in me and i would take photographs you know for for in terms of family and and kind of you know other things but um i didn't really give it serious professional thought because life just gets in the way and you start working or you start um you know looking at other other areas of of, of life and you t- make other career choices but um it wasn't until i was getting married and my wife bought me a camera um that i really kind of revisited um uh, photography and was started that, to was that some... a gift was that a gift yeah Oh, it was it was such a gift. It was a major gift. It was yeah. a life changing gift, actually. That's, that's, you know, that's true own, love. I can see that having my own camera. Um, yeah, you know, being able to kind of play with it and and experiment with it, and just you know just have fun. And what started off as a serious hobby, very much um, turned into kind of uh, well, it made me think about oh, I wonder if I can actually. um pick up some work maybe i'll do some weddings maybe i'll do something wow. else maybe yeah. friends and family can recommend me for certain jobs you know so i started doing doing bits and pieces like that really and i had a friend um his name is rehan rehan jamil who's a very accomplished uh, photographer who was already photographing and he was uh, working as a as a photographer and that made me think like well you know rehan's been doing it for a little while he's a young chap um you know and he's able to do it and i'm kind of thinking like oh maybe maybe i can do it too so that kind of prompted me to seriously give it a bit of time and it was also at the time where dig- digital cameras were were coming into into play mm-hmm. um so i kind of made the transition from using analog and film cameras to a di- digital um slr and that really sped up my kind of transition into kind of professional photography because like i said you know it was yeah. kind of you know you could see the results instantly and whereas before it would be a kind of like oh i have to wait for the film to come back and the photographs to come back from the lab to see that you know yeah. i've got the shot whereas now with digital slrs you could see on the back actually you know what i think i've got the shot yeah it makes you it. more confident oh absolutely absolutely and it kind of speeded up yeah. my transition into professional photography well i'm i'm a kind of guy that wants to try everything and you know next next hobby what i would do is i would i would be a cameraman i would try it because because the way you talking it really it really drews me i i like it myself though so yeah. if we, if i uh, ask uh, let me ask about your background so uh, except photography uh was there anything you were studying or having a university and where did you studied all of this well i i got back into photography um quite later on in life um you know like i said i i, I was getting married and uh i thought to myself oh you know what if i don't explore 
photography now and give it a chance, then maybe I'll get too far down in my other career choices um, and it will be too late maybe. Yeah. So I was about, what, 26, 27 um, when I started uh, photography, um, um, you know, uh, giving it some serious thought and serious attention. Um, I'm now 40, 47, so it's almost uh, wow. 20 years now. Yeah. I've, I've I've been doing this, so I've had experience in film cameras uh, to digital cameras, and now I'm kind of revisiting and going back retro and using um, you know a, a, a different kind of film film camera, a medium format film camera, on some personal projects. So personal projects, um, you know, which um, Mangled is is featuring as part of the Bloomsbury Festival this year. Yeah. So tell me about one of your best experience and the day that you really remember it and you really love it that you filmed that day and you had the best experience that that you still remember it and you're very happy about it. Um well one of the kind of well let me think 2012 uh, f photographically anyway 2012 yeah. um the London Olympics had, had just started and Boris Johnson was mayor of London, um, and he came to Victoria Park. Um, do you know about the zip? Him getting stuck on a zip wire? No, I never heard okay, of it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a very well-known incident of our former prime minister and former oh. uh, mayor of London okay. um, getting stuck on a zip wire in Victoria Park during the Olympics, and. Um, the world's press was focused on the Olympic Park and the Olympic uh, sporting events. But yeah. yeah, he just happened to come to a local event, uh, which I was photographing, and he got stuck on a zip wire. And those photographs the next day were in the national press and international press oh, wow. around the world. Um, so that was quite a, quite a happy moment, yeah. uh, a funny moment. Yeah. Um, but photographically, I, I, I guess, um, you know, it was it was a big feature. Yeah, that have that that situation happens very rare. Like that, that thing's very rare, you know. Yeah, I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Like I said, you know, the whole world was focused on the Olympics. In, you know, um, round the corner in in Stratford, and um, yeah, this this little thing with Boris happened yeah. in in Victoria Park in Tower Hamlets, and I just happened to be there. So yeah, very fortunate and lucky to be there. Uh, yeah. yeah, very much right place, right time. So I've seen a video of you. Uh, with your father so so those the listener who doesn't know tell tell more about that video uh, what, what was going on on that day and tell us about that video uh, so there's this uh, very big competition called um, the Taylor Wessing Photo Prize uh, which is run by the National Portrait Gallery so it's an annual kind of uh, portrait competition and um, my father was staying with me um, for a period over COVID, second um, COVID lockdown um, in 2020, okay. um, December. And um, he was staying with me. And I'd had um, my film camera for about a year and a half then. Um, it's a kind of medium format, six by six. And I had some black and white film in there. And I thought it might be uh, quite nice to get some portraits of him seen as he was staying in my house. And the thing about me and my father was that we haven't lived together in, in about, you know, 25, 25 years or so. So it's quite um, unusual scenario that um, COVID and lockdown brought yeah. about. And um, I, so I asked him, can I, can I take your photograph? And um, 
he wasn't too sure, you know, and um, it was a real kind of unusual moment because, because you know, it kind of changed our father-son relationship in terms of, like, care. Yeah. So here I was now, 25 years later, having moved out from my, you know, family home, um, and now my dad was staying with me and I was kind of effectively, me and my wife and our, our, our children were, were looking after him over covid so it was a changing relationship and it was a changing dynamics. So that was quite, quite interesting. And I wanted to photograph him because I'd had this camera and because of COVID, I've not had a ch- much of a chance to um, use it. Um, so I asked him to kind of um, sit still or stand still mm-hmm. uh, against the wall, basically. And yeah. um, it, it, it's a film camera and it only has 12, 12 frames in it. Um, okay. And I managed to get, about two shots and then he started get, getting impatient because you know it just takes a bit of time <laughs> yeah, to focus okay, and i'm saying to him, oh stay still don't move can you just look my way or whatever it was and i only took two shots and it, he just got impatient and and on the third shot i think um you know he looked at me and and, and i um got the frame and i looked at you know um the, the negatives and i've only got four shots two yeah. of them were out of focus and two of them were sharp. So, but well, one of the portraits I, I really liked because it really encapsulated um, his personality and also the time of COVID and, you know, how he was feeling quite frustrated having to be in his son's house uh, being looked after. So I entered that into the uh, National Portrait Gallery Taylor Wessing um, Photo Prize and it got shortlisted uh, for the exhibition um, and it made the exhibition. So I was really, really chuffed, really pleased. Um, and the interview was um, at the gallery uh, with my dad, me asking him about the photograph and, um, you know, how he felt about it. And I think he was quite, uh, as was I, quite awestruck because we were in the gallery and there's about 50 other portraits and his portraits uh, amongst amongst them. So it was a really new experience for him and for me, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, um, so they had their free camera set up, you know, and they had lights up. So he was just like awestruck. Wow. Because, you know, it was a new, very much a new experience for yeah. him. I saw the picture myself. I really, really liked the picture. It was absolutely an amazing picture, to be honest. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Now, tell the listeners where can they find the picture because they might be curious to see the picture because it's worth it. Let, let the listener know where can they find it. Uh, it it might still be on online somewhere. Um, it was like I said, it's part of the Taylor Wessing competition. So it was the twenty twenty one year. So it was last year. Um, so they had it on exhibition for two weeks in uh, Cromwell Place. Um, so that's gone down. So now this year it's the twenty twenty two cohort. So it's a new competition every year. Um, the uh, interview will be on YouTube on the National Portrait Gallery's uh, yeah, Taylor Wessing page. Yeah, that's where that's where I find it. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be so, on YouTube. Yeah, so if the listeners write your name, Koyas Mia, and so the video will, will be automatically there. So let's talk about Mangled now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. tell us about Mangled. What's it, what is it all about? Uh, well, Mangled started around March um, 2020. You know, this is the beginning of COVID, and we were just about to go into lockdown. Um, and COVID, you know, deaths were being reported, etc., etc., and people were told to be cautious. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, we have a friend, um, 
called Jabida Jabida Ali, and she had um, cancer, um, and she was in her kind of <clears throat> um, uh, final days, um, if, if you like. But the difficulty was that we couldn't visit her, um, yeah. you know, because of the threat of of COVID. Um, so. Um, you know, and she was such a personality, but it was just so difficult not being able to visit her while she was kind of in her last days. Um, and then she passed away in uh, April, the 8th of April, um, 2020. Um, so that was a very difficult period. So anyway, uh, you know, along with the COVID kind of restrictions and going into lockdown, you know, we were encouraged to go for an hour walk to get a bit of exercise, not to mix with other people and stuff like that. And as a working photographer, you know, it was quite difficult because all my work um, stopped. Mm -hmm. So it was a very kind of anxious time about, um, well, how long is this going to carry on for? Um, people are dying. Um, you couldn't visit loved ones, you know, yeah. and you could just go out for a walk True. and just go and get your daily shop or whatever it was. So yeah. it's very kind of restrictive. And, and I guess oppressive kind of, you know, feelings of, of not being able to do much. Um, so anyway, I'd, I'd kind of go out to my local park and have a walk around, you know, try and clear my mind, think about things, or just to get away from kind of, you know, things, because, you know, you'd have the kids at home and you'd have to try and do a bit of homeschooling. Obviously, yeah. I share that. In fact, my wife probably done all of it and um you know i kind of contributed a little bit maybe but anyway it was good to kind of go out um into into the park and just look at nature get some fresh air get a get a walk in and stuff like that but like i said i had this old um vintage camera that i'd bought about a year before and um i just thought oh let me let me start using that and um making some kind of environmental portraits because you know we're at a we're at a kind of loss in terms of what to do with your time. Um, and some people have done kind of all sorts of sorts of projects. So I wasn't really thinking of a, of a project as such. It was just to kind of get out the house and something to do. And I didn't want to use my digital cameras because I'd always yeah. used my digital cameras for work. And I didn't want it to feel like work. And, it did, and I didn't want to get instant results. So I, I, I went retro, you know, and I used the film That's camera again. Idea. Yeah, just to slow things down, you know, yeah. um, and take my time and appreciate what I was seeing and trying to work work the camera as well and come to grips with, you know, um, the, the, the results. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of how it, how it started. And, um, yeah, and I didn't want to photograph people that much. In fact, I, I took very few photographs, even at home, um, of, of the kids. It would be just sometimes. And I just just started enjoying yeah. using the vintage camera and the fact that, you know, I didn't have that instant results and I have to send the film off to the lab and I'd wait for it and then kind of process the uh, uh, film into negatives and then scan it and then email me the scans. Yeah. And that was really exciting, actually, having to wait. Um, so it felt like going back to my roots of photography. Yeah, I can feel know, it, yeah. Uh, kind of anticipation and excitement and then when the photographs you know would would would, would come it, it would be like oh okay so that one didn't quite work because it's a bit overexposed or underexposed or yeah. you know, I shook my hands and there's a bit of shake 
you know, so it, it became another learning and therapeutic process um, at, at the same time. You know, it took my mind off things and it just helped kind of uh, reinvigorate and, um, you know, my love of photography and why yeah. um, I was into photography in the first place. When it comes to Mangold, we're all curious. I mean, I'm curious that why the word Mangold and what does it mean in context? Well, Mangold to me is is a is kind of a, a, a mishmash. So, so, you know, it, it kind of just because when we talked about just now about COVID and the different feelings, you know, yeah. if there was a lot of anxiety, there was a lot of fear. Um, you know, uh, in the community because, you know, you, you'd turn on the news and it would be a daily death count and that was quite scary. You know, going out and mixing amongst people was scary because even in the shops, you know, you you know, it was kind of like a, a silent, invisible thing, wasn't it, COVID? Yeah, so true, every time you 100%. went out, you kind of knew there was a risk that you might be infected and then if you're infected, you'd come home and you, you'd infect you know, people around you, your your loved ones. So there was always that yeah. fear and that anxiety um, around COVID. And just that mix of emotions, you know, because I think everyone, as it, as it went along, and the longer COVID went along and the longer the lockdown went on, you know, those feelings were exacerbated, you know. But, you know, as then the lockdown was eased, you know, people started to feel better about about going out. So I kind of wanted to look for optimism as well, as well as the kind of the scary stuff. And like I mentioned, you know, my friend passing away in April of yeah. um, 2020 was, was quite a difficult time. But obviously it was a very difficult time for the whole, whole yeah. country with so many people dying, you know, and not being able to visit loved ones. So it's like, it's that mix, really, mix of emotions. And, and then... From that fear, hopefully, we kind of move in into a phase of optimism. So hopefully that's reflected. And also it's kind of an environmental thing, isn't it? You know, it's yeah, like winter, and then you kind of move into spring and then summer. Yeah. And so the project really developed just because I'd be out. And then I want you to reflect the seasons as well and match that up with the emotions that I was feeling. Um, yeah. So that's really what Mangled, where the name comes from and what the project yeah. is about. Okay, that, that uh, and like point. I said, most of my photography work is around people and photographing people. And for this project, I just didn't want to see people. I mean, we weren't allowed to see people anyway. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just avoided people because there's a, there's a thing with photography and the environment, you know, you kind of try and place, um, you know, people in the environment for context maybe and a lot of lot of you know um uh, we, we do that sometimes but i just wanted all my photographs to be devoid of people just because i wanted to focus on the environment and to focus on emotions and what i was feeling and trying to reflect that in what i was seeing ar- around me in, in in the park well i would say that's uh, that's a very very a good and a very nice way and good idea to take pictures of nature because people want to see nature and see how how beautiful basically the nature is 
So when uh, I, I would like to ask that when lockdown finished, when lockdown was completely done and finished, everyone was free. Uh, tell me about that experience. How did you felt? How happy were you to go out and explore more about nature? And how 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 was the ideas and how was the experience about it? Well, when when lockdowns finished and we have kind of a bit of a return to um, what wasn't normality, but I'm not sure whether whether we have gone back to normal because I don't know. So many things have changed, and so many people, I think, in terms of their mental health and their outlook on life, has has changed. And working patterns have changed, um, you know. Um, but yeah, when when lockdown was eased, I, I, I guess I went back to work. Um, so that's my normality: going back to work, going yeah. and photographing events and and people. Um, but but I mean, I still continued going out to the park with with my vintage camera because I, I found that, and I still find that to be. Uh, a different pace and a different mindset and yeah. I think it helps my mental health that although I'm doing photography and in a way it still is a form of work um, I find it much more therapeutic much more relaxing um, much much slower and I think that that gives me a balance um, in my photography that's pretty because good. the events that I do with my digital cameras and my work yeah. cameras, it's very fast paced, you know, lots of things happening and it's about capturing it. So, you know, it's a, it's a different kind of stress. Um, it's a different kind of emotion. Um, and I find that, that to be a, a, a real balance, even with, um, cause I'm still using the kind of old, um, vintage camera yeah. for other projects now and i'm just enjoying it more that's brilliant that really sounds good to me because it's it's you know it's different not using a digital camera but but using an analog camera that's very different and sounds brilliant so let's talk about uh looks a bit about nature so there there are too many beautiful places and there are too many nature is never ending thing and you can explore it everywhere around the world so what countries and what places that you want to travel and and photograph it and explore the nature well the world is a is a very very big big place um uh and and there are almost infinite uh uh, country uh, countries and, and and places that you could you could see, but the thing about kind of mangled also and what lockdown kind of made us think about was was the very local, um, really. So, um, I mean, I, I do like to go abroad. I like to go abroad very much. I like holidaying and and getting a bit of sun and all the rest of it. But you know. Um, in terms of photography and and projects, you know, you, you, this this mangled was really you know on on my doorstep where, where I where I very close to where I where I lived. Um, so, you know, you don't have to go abroad um, for nature um, or for photography, or you don't have to go very far. There are things on your doorstep 
that you can appreciate. Yeah. Um, you know, so these portraits for for mangled, some of them are kind of, you know, what we call wide um, photographs. Some of them are kind of more more close up stuff. So again, you know, it's about maybe looking at your environment and looking at what some of the things that you might want to focus on. Um, some of the things that might interest you. So, yeah, um, yes, obviously I'd like to see the world, more of the world. Um, and now we've kind of lockdowns and travel restrictions being eased. That's, again, much, much easier. But, brilliant. You know, yeah. let's, let's, let's look local and, and have a look at the environment around us. And what I want to kind of also say about um, these environmental portraits. Not only are, am I looking at stuff yeah. that reflects my emotions, but it kind of reflects human life as well, and all life, you know, on yeah, on, on this planet. 100%. Yeah, you know, yeah, there are true. broken things, but yeah. there are blossoming things. There are cold things. There are hot things. Yeah. You know, warm <laughs> colors, <laughs> cold colors, blue <laughs> colors, red yeah. colors, green. Yeah, you know, so it's it's reflecting some of that and maybe just looking at things um, with a closer eye, um, it, you know, and, and finding things that are reflecting in the environment around us. You, I'm really interested to come to Mangold. So when is Mangold during Bloomsbury Festival and how do people see it? So the festival runs from the 14th to the 23rd of October. So from this Friday for um, um, for about a week and a half, two weeks. Wow. Um, Mangold is has already been installed. It was installed yesterday, and I went to have a have, have a look and have a look at the guys who were uh, doing the installation. Okay. And it's looking really, really nice. It's in Brunswick, Brunswick Square. Yeah. Um, and it will run from the 14th to the 23rd of October. Um, They've been printed, there's about 28 photographs and they've been printed by about metre and a half by metre and a half. Um, so they're square photographs. Um, so go and have a look. It's uh, publicly yeah. accessible. It's in the public highway, um, yeah. Brunswick Square, along the railings um, in, in, in the square. Yeah, and those who are coming, do they have to pay? No, it's absolutely free. It's in a That's it's in the public know. square. That's good. Uh, lots of people have already yesterday when I was kind of just sitting and watching. Lots of people had had already started looking at it, walking past, seeing them being installed, and just appreciating the photographs. Um, I spoke to a couple of people, and you know they they were just commenting on 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 the colours, on the textures, um, on the different seasons. You know, so it, it's Brilliant. it's really nice. It's a yeah. nice. Hopefully, anyway, I'm, maybe I'm being uh, very subjective, but no, they, they were really that's nice true. to look, look at. True. They've been printed uh, yeah. beautifully. Um, they're good talking points. Go and have a look Look at it. Brunswick Square. Yeah, that's it's good. free. It doesn't cost anything. We're coming to an end. Um, that's, that's That was amazing. Stay tuned because we're celebrating Bloomsbury Festival in Bloomsbury Radio. I see you guys later.